Thank you for joining us here at the Tulsa Church of Christ today. I pray you'll be blessed by hearing the Word of God and built up by worshiping God with us. Let me ask you a question. Is suffering bothering you? In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8 through 11, God gives us an essential way to be delivered from suffering. Let us go through and learn about it tonight. I pray you'll be blessed by doing so. In verse 8, the Bible says, For we do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, of our trouble, which came to us in Asia, that we were burdened beyond measure, above strength, so that we despaired even of life. So here Paul speaks of big trouble in little Asia. Paul tells the Corinthians about an affliction which he experienced in Asia where he thought there was no escape, and he even despaired for life. Paul does not tell them what this affliction was. It seems they knew about it. However, they did not know the intensity of it. I really believe this affliction must have occurred after the writing of 1 Corinthians, or Paul probably would have mentioned it in that epistle. It happened in Asia before he left Troas for Macedonia. This affliction was such of such severity that apart from divine intervention, he could not hope to survive it. I'm not sure what trouble this was for Paul and the others, but it was life-threatening. It stretched them, and it was beyond their strength. So let's learn more about that. Verse 9, uh, the Bible says, Yes, we had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. In the incident where Paul almost died, he learned a great lesson. He learned that one must trust in God, not in self. God delivered him, uh, and, and well, God delivered many from death, and he delivered Paul from death. Paul teaches that if God could bring him through the, this terrible trouble, then God could bring him through anything. And we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. Let's talk about raising the dead for a moment. There are many examples in the Bible of where someone was raised from the dead. And this is a miracle. This is a miraculous raising of the dead, and only by God's power. Notice a few examples with me. In 1 Kings 17, verse 17 through 24, you have the widow, Azarephath's son, raised from the dead. In 2 Kings chapter 4, Verse 18 through 37, we find of the story of the Shunammite woman's son, raised from the dead. 2 Kings chapter 13, verse 20 and 21, we learn of an Israelite man, raised from the dead. New Testament examples, Luke 7, 11 through 17, widow of Nain's son, raised from the dead. Luke 18, verse 49 through 56, Jairus' daughter, raised from the dead. John chapter 11, verse 1 through 44, quite a story there. The story of Lazarus, raised from the dead. And then in Matthew chapter 28, Mark chapter 16, Luke 24, John chapter 20, Jesus Christ himself, raised from the dead by the power of God. Matthew 27, verse 50 through 54, the saints in Jerusalem there, they were raised from the dead. And even more, Acts chapter 9, verse 36 through 42, Tabitha, or another name for her is Dorcas, 
She was raised from the dead. Many weeped there, but God raised her from the dead. Acts chapter 20, 7 through 12. Eutychus, raised from the dead. Story after story after story after story. So when Paul is talking about God who raises the dead, and you think here, these, this is physically, God is raising people from the dead. And um, not a one of us, right? just a quick poll, raise your hand. Who of us, who of you can do what God does and raise the dead? Not a one of us. He can save you from the dead. And that's deliverance you can trust. And that's what Paul's talking about here. And the part of the point that he's trying to make is that do not trust in self. We can't do the things God can, but look at what God can do. He can raise God himself at will. And what a phenomenal miracle that is that he could do. So trust in God, not self. The Bible says in Jeremiah 17, verse 5 through 7, Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. For he shall be like a shrub in the desert, and he shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land which is not inhabited. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, and whose hope is the Lord. Our hope needs to be the Lord, and we need to, uh, to trust in the Lord if we want to be blessed. And notice the contrary to that is if you're going to trust in yourself, who's man and flesh and whose heart departs in the Lord and others who would, who would be like that as well. It's, we are cursed. There's a curse. And it's like a shrub in the desert uh, who doesn't see when good comes and inhabits parched place in the wilderness and a salt land where things don't grow and it's not inhabited. So we must trust in God. And Paul trusted in God. And that was very important. Reading on in our our our, uh, our scriptures here. Verse 10. Who delivered us from so great a death and does deliver us in whom we trust that he will still deliver us? Once again, it boils back to this trust. Who do we trust in? And so Paul's saying that it was God who delivered us from so great a death. Now, we're all going to die. Uh, at some point in time, our bodies are going to die. And I noticed that Paul here says it's a great death. And Paul, uh, God delivered Paul from a great death. And he, he says that God does deliver us. And I don't know what a great death looked like. Um, most of us, I think, will probably die a common death. But Paul was going to die a great death. And, and God delivered him, not just from any death, but a great one. And he says he will still deliver us. And he had trust in this. And since uh, God delivered Paul from the situation, which seemingly could, which was going to end in death, God can deliver Christians uh, from circumstances too. And I, God will never forsake his children. And we should have a trust that God will, in the end, ultimately and can deliver us. And God does deliver the faithful, no matter what we face here. And when you talk about suffering, a great death for Paul would have been suffering. And as we suffer, um, however we suffer, it feels like a great suffering. And um, we, we should have trust and confidence that God can and will ultimately deliver us. Uh, also, uh, along these lines, Psalm 
verse 34, verse 19, and also in verse 22. Bible says this, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Verse 22, the Lord redeems the soul of his servants and none of those who trust in him shall be condemned. So when we're thinking to eternity, we're thinking uh, about God delivering the faithful. That's us, brothers and sisters in Christ. The Lord delivers a, 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 will deliver us out of them all. So if we're suffering, God has a, an ultimate answer here. And notice here, though, on the earth, and we know that there are sufferings that we go through, and these are these afflictions. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. In fact, as a Christian, you'll probably face more afflictions than you would um, uh, in, in persecutions. And there are certain troubles that affect Christians that may not affect others in the world. So um, the righteous are, are, are going to have afflictions, but the Lord delivers them out of their all. That word trust there <clears throat> that we've been talking about is a hope. It's an eager expectation. And um, deliver here out of Psalms 34 means rescue. And that's what God did for Paul. God rescued Paul. Ephesians 1 in verse 13 through 14 says this, In him you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. And so once again, uh, we trusted. So after <clears throat> we heard the word of truth, uh, which is the gospel, someone preached the gospel to you, you obeyed the gospel. Uh, Jesus uh, died, was buried, and was resurrected the third day. Um, having believed that and obeyed the gospel, we were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, and it's a guarantee of our inheritance, which is in heaven. Um, and uh, we trust in this. We trust in this. So no matter what happens to us uh, in this life, uh, no matter what suffering we face, we know that God will be true to his word and we will be saved. God will deliver the faithful in the end, and we can trust in that. Paul trusted in that. Um, uh, as Paul even trusted in God as one who could raise the dead. And um, uh, God uh, will take care of us too, ultimately. And looking at verse 11 out of our reading in, in 2 Corinthians, the Bible says, verse 11, you also <clears throat> helping together in prayer for us that thanks may be given by many persons on our behalf for the gift granted to us through many. Notice this with me. Pay attention. The Bible says you also helping together in prayer. Are any of you suffering? This is a way, this is an essential way to deal with suffering. You also helping together in prayer. Paul is writing to the Corinthians that they were helping together in prayer for Paul's sake. And so the prayers of deliverance from the Corinthian church helped deliver Paul and others. And notice here, he was grateful. Where would he be without those prayers? 
if the people in Corinth were not helping with those prayers, where would he be? Where would he be? He'd have no reason to give thanks. Uh, but since he was delivered, many will offer thanks to God for sparing Paul. And uh, so this is a, a very valuable lesson that we, we can work together in prayer and prayer really does make a difference. Where would people be without your prayers? Where would you be without other people praying for you? It is a help, and the Bible says that a prayer is a help here, and we can help each other uh, by, uh, by praying. The Bible says in Philippians 1, verse 19, For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer in the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. That's an escape. That deliverance is an escape. Notice how uh, when Paul was writing to the church at the, uh, Philippi, he was asking them the prayer. He says, for I know this will turn out for my deliverance. Through your prayer. So how will Paul be delivered? Um, prayer is an essential ingredient for Paul's deliverance. And notice this too, and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. This is another part of, um, uh, of this deliverance. Notice the working of the prayer. Someone is praying. And then another is the Spirit of Jesus Christ. So prayer and the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Uh, two ingredients uh, for deliverance. And so if you're suffering and you want to know the essential ingredients for deliverance, uh, then you've got to have prayer and you've got to have the spirit of Jesus Christ. And so I would encourage you pray for others and encourage uh, encourage them to pray for you uh, if you want your if you want to be delivered uh, from uh, suffering uh, that that can ail us. Romans chapter 15 and verse 30 through verse 32 says this, and this is Paul writing to the Romans about a uh, a Roman prayer. Now I beg you, brethren, through the Lord Jesus Christ and through the love of the Spirit, that you strive together with me in prayers to God for me, that I may be delivered from those in Judea who do not believe, and that my sacrifice for Jerusalem may be acceptable to the saints, that I may come to you with joy by the will of God and may be refreshed together with you. Paul is begging for the brothers and sisters at the, in, in Rome to pray for him and that they strive together. Now, he was praying for himself. Notice it says that you strive together with me in prayers to God for me. But it was a together thing. It wasn't just one person praying. It was everybody praying. And he wanted the 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 Christians in Rome to pray for him because it made a difference. In fact, it was so important. He was begging them. And um, uh, also notice in verse 30, it says, through the Lord Jesus Christ and through the love of the Spirit. Once again, uh, you have ingredients, I believe, of uh, the prayer um, and spirit uh, being a prayer of deliverance for Paul. Ephesians 6 and 18 says this, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. That word supplication there means to plea. That's, that's a beg. That is begging. And so Paul was telling the Ephesians here, the church, the church in Ephesus, that 
he wanted them to pray and he was telling them pray always and uh that that's not just one and done that is uh praying a lot praying always with all prayer and supplication that's begging uh that's a begging plea uh in the spirit once again you have prayer in the spirit uh, uh in the spirit being watchful to this end with all perseverance so he wanted him to not give up on prayer it's part of being a, a perseverance as a Christian and not just pray for yourself, but pray for all the saints. And if you have someone you should pray for, you should. And uh, you should let others know um, to pray for you too and to plea for all the saints. Going back to our scriptures in 2 Corinthians, uh, verse 11 here, it says, You also helping together in prayer for us that thanks may be given by many persons on our behalf for the gift granted to us through many here paul is grateful uh, it was a helping prayer but it was also a thankful prayer and uh, we mentioned earlier where would paul be and those who and those were with him where would they be without those prayers? He's grateful. And the reason why he's grateful is because uh, he needed those prayers. And so he, uh, this is a lesson that we should all give thanks to God for answering prayer. And we need to take that moment and, and really be appreciative. When God does deliver us, when we have a prayer that's answered and the suffering uh, has its due course and, and we get through it, and we do get through it and we can pray to God and we can be thankful. And uh, this thankfulness uh, is very important. Thankful for the opportunity to share and help. And that's what, uh, that's what Paul is doing here. He's letting them know that he, he's gracious for their prayers because it made a difference. And he could not have done it without their help. Colossians 4 and 2 says this, Continue earnestly in prayer being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. And uh, here, this is uh, an encouragement to the Colossians, so the church at Colossae, uh, to continue earnestly. Once again, to continue in their prayer, uh, to be perseverant in their prayer, not give up on it. being vigilant, um, you know, guarding, guarding a prayer life as uh, though it was precious and valuable and to continue in that. Uh, be vigilant in it with thanksgiving and to also uh, have a thankful prayer, to continue in these thankful prayers and to not, not get to a point where our hearts are callous and we, we just get used to God's blessings and we get, we get used to those things and we're not really that thankful anymore or we don't recognize or um, uh, aren't appreciative of the, the blessings and answered prayers that God has given us. And uh, let us do that. Be thankful like Paul. And Paul was encouraging these uh, Christians at Colossae to do so. Next question I'd like to ask is, do you need deliverance? Do you need deliverance? Are you suffering? The Bible says in James 5 and 14, is any among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church 
and let them pray over him, anointing him with the oil in the name of the Lord. If you need deliverance, if you're suffering and you're hurting, uh, you're sick, you can call for the elders of the church. Now, here at the Tulsa Church of Christ, we have not ordained elders yet. Uh, we're working on uh, ordained leadership. But you can call for brothers and sisters to pray with you. And you should. If you're sick, uh, then <clears throat> ask someone to pray for you. It's important. Let someone know. That's suffering. And if you're suffering, uh, you should bring that up. And uh, it's very important as Christians to do so. Also, a few verses later, James 5 and verse 16 says this. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. This verse is speaking of tell someone else when something's wrong. If you're trespassing, if you've got sin in your life, you need to tell someone and pray for one another. Uh, that you may be healed. There's a healing that occurs in prayer. We can go to Jesus and be healed spiritually for uh, for our trespasses. He paid a great price to do so. And uh, in summary for the lesson today, I'd like to encourage you this out of these passages. If you have been delivered from your suffering, let us pray thanks. Let us be thankful and tell God that we appreciate uh, him getting us through that. Maybe there were lessons we learned, um, and now maybe the suffering has ended, and we want to tell we want to tell God thank you for that, and not take it for granted. We also, if you've been de if you've been deceived by the devil into sin, confess your trespasses so we can pray together for deliverance. If you believed a lie, you're on the wrong path. You're following maybe false doctrines. Uh, you feel like you're deceived. You see the path you're on. It's not the one that God has commanded you to be on. You're, you're, you're going away from God. Let us pray together for deliverance. For that path will lead to hell. And you need to change. You need to change now. I encourage you to do that, to turn back to God. If life is pressing on you like a roaring lion, let us pray for your deliverance. Prayer may not be everything, but it sure ranks up there with oxygen. Based on what we've learned, it's so important. It's like the air you breathe uh, if you want to be delivered from suffering. There's a song that we sing. Uh, it's in our books. It's called, We Need the Prayers of Those We Love. And we do. We need the prayers of those we love. We need it. We need it like oxygen. Uh, we need it. Uh, so that we can be delivered from suffering. It's essential. And uh, the Bible tells us that uh, it's essential for uh, our deliverance, that it's essential for us to get through these things. And um, if God can raise the dead, he can sure deliver you from suffering, and you can pray for it. Uh, we're going to sing a song to encourage you, to let us pray for you, to come let your needs be known. Maybe you need to obey the gospel and be redeemed from your sins. Uh, God can raise you from the spiritually dead um, by obeying your, our Lord and Savior in baptism. And I want to encourage you. 
I want you to encourage you, and I want I hope that this has equipped you to know your prayers can lead and help deliver others from suffering. And we want to help you should you have a need to deliver you from your suffering. Won't you come forward as we stand and sing the song that has been selected? <laughs>